0: Oh my god, that kid has delves.
1: this meeting is being recorded.
2: All right, welcome into the three guys talking ball <coughs> podcast. We've got episode 46. Come Andrew here, Bonnet <coughs> episode for uh you Bison <coughs> fans out there that know know who he is. We'll get into that game a little bit later here, but oh Broncos just scored here. We're recording this Monday night. Uh, released October 20th, 2022. Bronco's up 10-0 with about a minute and a half left in the first quarter. As we said, Bison blew a really good opportunity. Minnesota had an extended bye. Iowa still didn't score a touchdown. Michigan handled Penn State. We had Tennessee, Alabama. That was incredible. And then... On the NFL, the only team that won was Ethan's team, the Vikings, five and one after a uh, were able to beat the Heat and the Dolphins. The Chiefs' season is they're rolling along. It was a tremendous game. Hopefully, we'll get to see that one again. And then the Cowboys. I well, it was a fun. It was fun while it lasted. And then we'll preview the upcoming weeks. We'll talk some baseball. The Dodgers dead, Braves dead, Mariners. No, of yeah. you. Okay, there you go, Ethan. Out of boy. We're we're, I mean, we looked
1: like idiots last week. If you listened to last week, my yeah. god, you th- you thought you think we'd be playing like
2: opposite day. Yeah, exactly. Hey, well, you, Tell know, you it, what hey, not to do, especially if this... you were following my bets that I post on TikTok. Don't do that. I only got one right, and hey, one of be- them was a lot. Thanks to you, you guys, Minnesota six and wow. a half. Yeah, that's a lock.
0: <laughs> hey, and in my defense, I did not think Illinois was gonna play their injury report like hockey. Lower body injury. We'll we'll see if DeVito's gonna play or not.
1: You look like um, Jesus out there.
0: I mean You, for, you can't it, tell me it was a high ankle sprain. My ass. Yeah, that's nonsense. I mean, looking at that replay, you would have thought he's done for three to four weeks and the Illini season's over. Unless he well, got some
1: like ankle transplant or something.
0: I don't know. Like or he had that fancy surgery to ahead in 2019 where they like tie a band around your ligament and do something something goofy. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. But well, you know, that's then... another reason why I don't bet. Because I can look like a fool and at least not lose money when I look like a fool.
2: Yeah, with some, you lose some. You just gotta gamble responsibly, like like what's happened Sunday. I was I was down so bad Saturday. I didn't even bet any the NFL games on Sunday. So, you see, gamble responsibly. You'll be okay. And back to the Gophers, you know, we were talking about DeVito like he was going to be like he was Danny DeVito. Great actor, probably not a great quarterback. turns out Tommy DeVito's a pretty good quarterback. We saw Illinois and, is pretty damn good. And Illinois, yeah, we they uh, that inflated record, I guess we'll find out. Uh, they've got a couple more tough games coming. I know they play Michigan late in the year. And right now it's Purdue and Illinois atop the Big Ten West, just like all of us
0: predicted. Hey, can I say something here? The fact that I have to live in a world where Illinois and Purdue are the two top teams of the Big Ten West is not a world I want to live in. This is an Honestly, absolute joke. Coming from a Gopher fan, it's
1: it's better than Iowa, Wisconsin battling out at the top. Like they will get their one year and, see, and then
0: they're going to go back. It's fine. I want to see. I want to see that December through March, not September through November. It's not basketball season quite yet. Can I at least get another four weeks? Well, and then and then and then we can talk about Illinois and Purdue. Well,
2: well, Grant, in Illinois's case though, for basketball, it's about November through
0: February which I'm fine of because Brad Underwood is a giant prick. And I hate everything to do with Illinois basketball. They're just awful people in that state. It's true. And if they ever got a solid, competent coach with
2: Chicago two hours away, that would be the it, it, it's criminal that they aren't better.
0: Well, you know, Illinois is such a whole of a state. These high school kids probably want to get out of there anyway. This so even true. if, even if they had John Calipari, they'd be like, yeah, that means I have to live in this state. I'm going to go to Kentucky or North Carolina or Kansas. I as, will say, state.
1: Underwood's gotten better relationships than the, the tall skinny guy before him, John Gross. Like yeah, every, yeah, he burned every bridge in that city to Illinois.
2: Yeah, you're 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 right though. Underwood's he's been the best coach since Bruce was it Bruce Weber?
0: <laughs> Bruce yeah. Weber. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yep. Took D D Brown to the Final Four. D Brown, Darren Williams. Darren Williams. I think Courtney Lee was on that team.
0: That was yeah. a heck of a team. We're, they were undefeated going to that championship game, right? No, they
2: had one loss. They lost to Ohio State in, like, the Big Ten Championship.
0: Okay. But, okay. But
2: we'll, we'll, we'll go back to the football game. The Gophers out of a bye. Extremely flat. The defense was just pushed cheese, and Ethan had sirens going by, and that's where he is right now. The
1: right. second, second a, guy this week just got shot
0: across the street. Oh, Jesus. Again folks, we've been over this. He lives next to a hospital. It, it's going to happen. It's true. Oh, another one? No, that's the same one. Are oh. we doing the DJ Khaled another one? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Some days, yes. <laughs> I I used that
2: yeah, when I was calling uh, one of the big sticks games and that that was quite a hit, but after like four or five straight walks and they walked like 12 guys i like well i i have to quote dj call on this and another one and <laughs> man we are way off topic here but what what, what would the, what would this podcast be if we weren't so back to Mi- minnesota illinois minnesota lost 26 14 and 26 yeah that's give I us said, 26. Some credit. i said 26 14 you said 27 he said 26 yeah. Did you? Yeah. You said Turn your, hey, yeah. Turn your brain on. Come on. Let's go. Hey, I know I it's Monday. I know it's Monday. We're all right, though. We're we're moving along. There were a lot of drops by the Gopher receivers. I and crucial Maybe drops because it happened a lot on third downs, which would have extended drives. And the Minnesota defense could not get on the off the field. Illinois had drives of two of nine plays, 20. A 19 played yard drive. 19 play drive, a 14 play drive, and two 15 play drives, and that was just a recurring theme all game. The just defense could not get off the field. Minnesota took a brief brief lead out out of halftime, and then after that, it was all Illinois. Tanner Morgan was what was he four of 12 for 21 yards.
1: But he got he had a nice little touchdown head.
2: run. Got yeah, punched in yeah. the head. He got knocked out of the game. Not
1: that it mattered. Our receivers are pretty much. They made Iowa look good on Saturday. Stop it. Stop it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And Iowa didn't even play. You're insulting you're insulting the golfers when you say that, Ethan. That is just disrespectful. That's how terrible they were.
1: The receiver had a first down of the five-yard line. He's like, Oh no, Illinois, yeah, you can take it. Just like gives it to him.
0: Well, you know, that's two weeks, that's two games in a row now. Same Um, guy. Same guy that did it too. Can, Can we take a scholarship? Get him off the team. I, I don't mean not something if your with
1: uncle's him. John Lennon or the hell's John. I can't remember who his uncle is, but he's some famous singer. No one cares. You suck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, well, they got to figure some stuff out because they gotta, got the whiteout game at Penn State, which we'll talk a little bit later on. Go down into the FCS. NDSU dominated the first half against South Dakota State in the Dakota marker game. Thought this was going to be the game that the Bison bring the marker back. You don't got to watch South Dakota state and
1: halftime is an understatement.
2: Well, I halftime was, I wouldn't say I was confident about four and a half minutes before halftime. I was feeling very confident because NDSU was up 21, seven. They were rolling. They just hit a big play from Cam Miller down to Braylon Henderson for a 41 yard play to get down to the six. And then this ref, makes an absolute joke, horrendous, horseshit call I've ever seen trying to get, make it about him and make sure that he knew that he would get some airtime. Cam Miller throws a dart, pulls it out, and does the bow and arrow. And the ref somehow thought it was a throat slash or something. The explanation was garbage. And they get pushed back to the 21. And then the next play, and this is also this is was a horrendous play call is they bring in their backup Cam or Cole Payton, who's hasn't really thrown a whole lot this year. And he throws it into double coverage interception. Game flipped after that. South Dakota State took momentum. They outscored the bison 15-0 in the second half. NDSU 16. or 16 yeah. 16, yeah.
0: 16.
2: 16. And, that one, right? and uh the offense went, seemed like really conservative. They forgot they had Hunter Lipke. They just did not look good, but to the defense's credit, they bowed up. They held them to field goals when they had to. And that's been a staple for NDSU throughout their, their runs have been field goals. Aren't going to beat us. And if the offense just shows a little bit of a pulse in the second half, they win this game or, and, and this has been a theme kind of this year, too, because in Youngstown, they didn't score. And it's just... I, Indiana not State, sure. it even
1: sounded like they didn't really... They scored 30, but it sounded like they damn near gave that one away, too.
0: Well, and are they scoring in the second half, or are they starting hot starts and just kind of fading? It, it's
2: hot starts fading. It's been the opposite of what we're used to seeing an NDSU team. And it was... Their, their tackling was okay, the linebackers, there's, sounds like they're going to get Cole Wisniewski back. Uh, he's going to be a big, big present. They definitely missed Eli Mostert, who's an All-American D-end, who's not going to be playing the rest of the year because of uh, he's out for the year. And they they did a good job of keeping Grinowski in check. He only had 21 yards rushing and 14 of them came on one play. Uh, he didn't even throw the ball that great. He only had 150 pass yards, uh, but couldn't stop the run. I think Davis looked like a freak in the yeah, limited video I saw. Davis had over a hundred yards. Amar Johnson went had 12 rushes for 89 yards and a touchdown. And uh, Tamaric Williams had a big game against Indiana state. He had one rush and then he had a couple of catches. He only touched the ball three times. Hunter Lipke was only in one play on the final drive. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if he was hurt or what, but. He's your Walter Payton Award winner going away that that seems like a guy you should probably put on the field in a when you're down late in the fourth quarter but that's just me and 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 the receivers for the Bison they they probably had the as a unit they had their best their best game today DJ Hart had a four catches 59 yards and a touchdown Zach Mathis had another good game five catches for 53 yards. So the receivers are coming along, and they're going to need it to step up because Phoenix Sproles announced today, right before we started recording, that he's entering the transfer por- portal. So he's what not going to be a part of time of the- to do it. Like what? Well, because he he was out the last two games. He only played in four games, so that way he can. This was his last year, so so he's he can almost like redshirt this year, essentially. Pretty much, yeah. Similar to what like Kelly Bryant did and. Did back in half the 18- freaking SMU team right now, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, th- th- this bison game and and this this one stings. This one for sure because it felt like they had it, and you're just not used to seeing a bison team blow a two-touchdown lead ever. And this, I hope I-, I usually am not a fan of rematches, but I hope NDSU plays them in Frisco again because they're gonna whoop their ass. You heard it here first.
0: So, I guess two questions or two two statements here. One, okay. number one, when was the last time, guys, I'm being serious, we saw the Bison blow a 14-point lead in the Fargo Dome?
2: Uh, I do have an answer for oh, that, I, I want to say it was it was when we were in college. It was 2015 it was United United, against South, South Dakota. Dakota. South Dakota. Yeah. South, yeah. Was no, that when Carson it, broke, his, broke his wrist? That, that was when was he broke UNI his UNI wrist, game. yep. No, no, it was South Dakota. We came South Dakota? back to the UNI
1: game, you're right. No, that was the game before. Oh, it was the game before? I thought he broke his wrist.
0: There. Okay. You know, oh, he broke no, it against no. South Dakota. Because actually, you know, Dylan, not to bring back mad, b- bad memories for you, but that was, was on the, the field same, there. And, but that was also the same day, wasn't it, that Michigan yep. and Michigan State had that infamous It was today. Punt. It was, was today. today. Yes. That, that's right. You didn't respond to my message in the, in, the, in the Instagram chat about mm. that. Oh, so I haven't look even looked there. at it yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why. Be I can't wait to watch that now. Yeah. Because I saw it and they're like on this day, you know, seven years ago, I was like, "Dylan's gonna love this," but yeah, still, well, if seven years without blowing a lead like that at home—it's unheard of, Expressly, or ever, or ever, ever. ever.
2: That, 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 As far as I can remember, may, it, I mean, it it had to it, it, it has to be because I can I can point out all the NDSU losses from 2011 to now, and that's. The last time I think where they blew a, blew a two touchdown lead, I but think also, that's legitimately the only loss I remember from being at NDSU. was Is that? Something but then funny? also, well, they well, only know, lost that, twice when we were there because well, it was, you know, it was yeah. against Northern Iowa yeah. in the Unidome, and then that one. Oh, and, and Montana, then, and they lost to Montana too. Yeah, that, 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 game. Was, yeah.
0: That, that, that game. That was, was in after we were out, right? What's, What's in that? that game in Montana? That yeah, game that was home. a week week zero yeah, Montana the only Carson. Game we lost year.
1: At home. When yeah, I at was home. There. oh was yeah. Really
2: yeah. 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 They only lost three times when we were
0: in school together. school. Yeah. In. And then, you know, like when I was still living there, because you know, I lived I lived in Fargo through till spring in 17. The only other home game was that James Madison won in the playoffs. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so But then also, I think it just shows how dominant and kind of how spoiled this Bison fan base has been. Very true. Where we're talking a 10 year run where they've lost two home games. And, you know, people blow 14 point leads, unfortunately, all the time, where they've done it one time in 10 years. It's just, it's remarkable how dominant this team has been and how, you know, the culture and the standard that this program has. Because normally when they get up 14, uh oh pack your bags and, you know, send the visiting team home because it's going to get ugly.
2: Well, you want to even know what's crazier is they've since from 2011 to 2013, and then I believe in 2015, no, 2014, the playoff game against Coastal Carolina was the first time they gave up 30 points in a game. Which is incredible. And it, you, I, I'm pretty sure, and I don't want to do it now, but the, I think you could count on one hand the amount of times NDSU has given up almost almost one hand, close to one hand or just one hand, how many times they've given up 30 points in this run. It's, it's only like six or seven times. Well, I was going to say, I feel
0: like that game in Montana might be one of them. That one? That was the first one they lost where they gave up 30 points. What about you and James Madison beat them that that, they put up some points in that game.
2: It was, it was like 31, 21. So yep. There. Yep. And then I, against Northern Iowa in Northern Iowa, they gave up 30. Was
0: that 14? Was that Carson's only lost?
2: That was 20 to three. Okay. And then when else was it? Oh, uh, Eastern Washington
0: in sixteen. Was that the Cooper double Cup. Overtime? Cooper Cup game? Yep, yep. <laughs> double.
1: That was, was so that, stupid, dude.
0: Yeah, that was the, the what double overtime game, right? Uh, so just just one overtime, just one overtime. Okay. The week before,
2: it was a double overtime game, but but it exact. You're exactly right, and I I I was probably saying some things I shouldn't have acting emotionally. Because I, I was frustrated, but at the end of the day, the, their season is far from over. They still have everything ahead of them. They've got they've got a bye week this week to get right. Then they got Illinois State, then Western Illinois. two teams they should beat. and then they've got Southern Illinois UND two good good teams whose South Dakota State has to go play this week. And I would not be shocked because UND is a very tough place to play. And in the 2021 spring season, and you can make of that what you will, that was old, South Dakota State's only
0: loss until the championship was in the Alaris Center. Why, why is the Alaris Center such a hard place to play? Is it just dingy and there's not yes. much
2: atmosphere? Um, well, so it it is. It can. They don't have the following that NDSU has. Which well, it's a ho- it's a hockey town. Yes, and I, I I that makes me a little bit worried because, you know, who's coming to town in hockey this week? For the... Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. So Minnesota's Minnesota, gonna beat the shit out of them, and <laughs> could be and up. the fighting mail carriers, and uh, the it yes because and UND and just really good at home. But like when that place is loud, like against when the Bison went up there last year, Jeff Polpak our former guest, he said that, and he got a lot of heat for it too. He said that since NDSU has gone Division One, they haven't dealt with that type of noise than when, Ooh. before they, when they played in the O'Leary Center.
0: Well, yeah, because all the noise is when they're at home and their defense is on the field, but yep. they're off, you can hear a pin drop in the Fargo Dome. Exactly. And it's not like anywhere else in Missouri Valley is going to be, you know, crazy loud and have a, you know, home field advantage like what NDSU has. Um, I can't, I don't, you know, maybe, I don't know if you and I, the Unidome gets loud. South Dakota State, they got a nice, beautiful open stadium. I don't know how loud that gets. And we know everywhere else in the valley just kind of seems like a lull. So why would, maybe that's just Bison fans being emotional, but for, for him to catch heat like that, that just doesn't make sense to me.
2: Yeah, I, well, because they they were bringing up how they played in Iowa, Iowa State, Kansas State,
1: but oh, but the okay. way,
2: but I I I I and I agreed with him. I I I could believe that though because if you've ever been in the Allaire Center, it's just a big metal building. It's basically a quonset because it's just metal and it just rattles. It's not it doesn't have the steepness that the Fargo Dome has, but it it, it just rattles and there's yeah. side there's bleachers or there's stands on seats on just the sidelines and then there's standing room on the end zones. So yeah. And and it was the biggest crowd that UND has had. And probably since there, when they were rolling with Dale Lennon in the division two era, but I, it's just kind of one of those tough places to play and they, they're really good at home. So. And in previous years, South Dakota state has, has, had some letdowns after playing the Bison. They it cost it cost them home field throughout last year, after when they took a loss, and they've got they got to go to Northern Iowa as well this year. So we'll see what happens.
0: That's a crazy I've, schedule for South Dakota State to have to play on the road against NDSU, UND, and UNI. That's just that's you incredible. Actually,
2: get them all three at home. Uh, I guess yeah, you're looking at it that way. So it's just I've, every year. Don't quote me on the UNI game, but I wanna say I know they play U and I, but UNI's gone up there multiple years and beaten South Dakota State in Coughlin alumni, which the only time people show up for that game, show up to that that stadium is when the bison play. So or mm-hmm. USD or USD. Yeah,
1: they've been filling that place up
2: pretty well. Yeah, when you watch it on TV, it doesn't look like it. But... Visitor's side's not very
1: full, but their stands are.
2: Let's see here. They sold out the South Dakota game. They're about 80% this year, but bef- previous years, it hasn't been. And they've got... Oh, and I was going to look and see what the... Uh... Yeah, no, they have to go to UNI, so... That's so, and U and I is down, but that's still a tough place to play. And who knows, that might be you and I's playoff game for the year. So we'll see. Bison, Bison went out and take care of business. They should be the two seed. They only drop, they dropped the four right now, and they're behind Weber State and Sac or Montana State and Sacramento State. So I and I don't know if they play each other, but Montana State has Montana still. Sacramento State still has Montana. So big games we'll see bison just gotta handle take care of their business and see and hopefully get a rematch in Frisco mm-hmm. we'll move over to the to the big Ten through some happier times Michigan took care of Penn State 4117 whoa geez did you guys see that We are yeah. what the hell
0: did you oh. almost break a chair no a somebody somebody threw peanut butter and jelly sandwich at me now would you would you like to explain that to everyone else who might not know why an uncrustable was unfortunately just thrown at you sir and somebody yelled we are yeah i so
2: at halftime michigan as as most people know michigan stadium has the famous one tunnel one way in one way out so sometimes things can get a little bit cluttered and clogged and It happens where teams are walking out or walking in at about the same time. And Penn State was a little bit slow getting into their locker room. And Michigan was coming up. And things start being said. And apparently Penn State fans or Penn State was throwing peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at the Michigan players. Now there, there's there's a lot wrong with that because peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are delicious, and this one was a this one was a strawberry. Are you guys uh, strawberry guys? Or are you grape? Guys? If you, if anyone
1: likes grape peanut butter and jellies, they, they definitely need to reevaluate themselves and figure it out. Like that's
0: ridiculous. Well, consider yeah. myself being reevaluated, Mister Price. <laughs> I like.
1: Well, you're kind of an idiot, so I that's dumb. Well, and you're just
0: and you're just figuring this out, sir.
1: No, I know, but this just makes you even. It, it
2: makes me sad. Well, oh. I, I like I like Bofa. Bofa. Yeah, both of these nuts. I <laughs> got him. <them. laughs> what the hell is this guy talking about? Gotcha. We are five talking about well, hey, all of a
1: sudden these nuts type jokes I, all of a sudden.
0: I, like, I will say I will delicious. say this: For strawberry and grape. You can't go wrong. But if I prefer, give me the grape job
2: atrocious
0: and you're atrocious like Wise. I said
2: I like I like both Michigan took care of Penn State game got a little bit close a little bit some people might have been nervous Sean Cliff Michigan would had some struggles in the red zone settling for two early field goals and then they got in the end zone 13 nothing and on a third and short Sean Clifford broke a 62 yard run down to about the three I believe. And that was their best run of the day. And then after that, they took them four plays to get three yards some perspective. And then the next position on just kind of a weird play. And I actually thought that the the ball hit the ground and bounced up, but it actually bounced off a shoulder pad up into a Penn state defender's hands. Return to pick six. All of a sudden, Michigan is down 14-13. Michigan gets the ball. And they were moving the ball throughout that whole that whole game up to that point. They go down. They kind of run out of time. Settle for a field goal, 16-14. Then that happens. Penn State has their best throw of the day by throwing some PB&Js. Mm-hmm. Michigan comes out of halftime. They give up a field goal, down 16-17. Then Donovan Edwards breaks a 67-yard run. And after that, it was smooth sailing from there. And then right after that play, Michigan gets a stop. Blake Corum then goes and breaks a 61-yard run. So at that point, it is 31-17. The defense completely shut down the run game. They limited it to... 111 yards rushing and 62 of them came on one play and it was it was a dominating performance realistically the game probably could have been about 55 to 10 but I will take a 41-17 win over a good team and a team who only gave up 399 yards rushing on the year Michigan ran for 418. So me hope I have going
1: into this game next week for the Gophers. Penn State's rushing defense sucks. Well,
2: they they it it wasn't until this game Michigan exposed well, it.
0: Well, because they finally played a real team.
2: Yeah. Well, and and, and they they've had some decent wins. They beat Purdue on the road game one, and then I know Auburn isn't what they're they're terrible.
0: The Auburn's they're not, not good. good. They're not.
2: Good. If they were but the they, they, 12, did... they would be shit. They did what Michigan did to them down in Jordan Hare. And so Michigan, they're they're rolling. They go into a bye. They've got a big one next week against a team they haven't beaten in a couple of years. Against the coach they haven't beaten in Mel Tucker. I know they're struggling, but this is going to be Michigan State Super Bowl. So Michigan has to come ready. And mm-hmm. they can't afford a letdown coming out of a bye, especially coming out of a bye.
1: That's what I said too last week.
2: <laughs> Hopefully it works better for me than you. You would hope so.
0: Well, you in the
2: second one? No, I haven't finished it yet.
0: Okay. Dude, but uh, you know, those Uncrustables, they're so small and inflation has killed them. You can easily smash two or three in a setting. They're, it's not that yeah, I hard. How you can get one in one bite? I haven't tried that, but uh, that would be like a cool one bite challenge. Well, I might do think that next, next week. I don't think I could chew or swallow. I might choke myself to death, but hey, it's worth a shot, right? It's for the podcast. It's for the wow. it's for people.
2: <laughs> well, and I didn't even buy this. Somebody came in and threw it. I don't know what happened.
0: It must have been Sean Clifford because it looked like a pretty bad toss.
2: Yeah, that, you're probably right. <laughs> not, not wrong.
0: <laughs> but, no, but, you know, Dylan, I think you're right. You look at this Michigan schedule in this season, you get a buy. you get yourself healthy, you get your mind right. As long as you don't have a letdown, you know, you're not only trying to play to beat, beat the crap out of that um, Ohio, you know, that last week in um, November, but you're also playing for bigger and better things, which is, you know, the college football playoff. And who knows, with the way things are shaping out this year, we could have a team from some conference who maybe only has one loss but can can still still sneak in. Oklahoma uh, State. I don't think that's, that team is Oklahoma State.
2: <laughs> but I'm saying like a team yeah, like – Yeah, they play in the Big 12, so it, it, if, if it's not it, in the SEC, it won't.
0: doesn't matter. I'm saying oh, a man. team – like I'm looking ahead here, but I'm saying a team like Michigan or Tennessee or Georgia, where if you only have one loss in the regular season, you finish 11-1, and one, you get some other teams because it doesn't look like the Pac-12 is going to get anyone in there. The ACC's only hope is Clemson. The Big Twelve is—they're just going to beat each other up.
1: Unless TC goes <laughs> undefeated.
0: Was well, yeah. So, but like you know, let's say Georgia goes undefeated. They're in.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, but then if they go undefeated, they're going to beat Alabama. And Alabama has two losses. They're
2: done. That they're means done. Tennessee depends what happens with Tennessee.
0: Th- that's what I'm saying. So what if Tennessee only loses to Georgia like 27 to 31? They're 11 and one. That then, then then you might have an opportunity. For Tennessee to sneak in as a 4 seed, and Michigan has that opportunity too. But to your point, you can't give these teams you should beat a chance in these games. So Michigan, they, they need to just come out, get their mind right, and set to dominate the second half of the schedule.
2: Yeah, it, and I think this, this team has the right mindset. Their defense is looks great. They've got corners who are only giving up, on average, about 40 yards a game. Mm-hmm. And they, their edge guys do a really good job of setting the edge and not – they don't – and they they haven't given up the big play this year or they haven't let a big play become a big, big play. That Clifford yep. one is probably the biggest play they've given up all year. And it was it was a good play by him. It was a great fake. I, they were really trying to stop Nick – or, yeah, is it Nick Singleton?
0: Nick Singleton, yep.
2: Yeah, they sold out on him and Clifford just kind of – just had an open lane and just ran, ran down, got tackled just short. But then after that, their defense bowed up. It took them four plays to get three yards. And 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 you check on Twitter and the broadcast, they were talking about how this was such a big deal. And I'm just looking at it. it took them four plays to get three yards after that. Big plays are gonna happen. They practice too. They they were fine. It was never – the game was never in doubt. Even when Penn State was taking the lead, I was I – was, I wasn't I was sweating just because of the way the game was going, just because of a couple of big plays. As long as Michigan didn't turn the ball over, they were going to be fine, and they didn't.
0: Well, yeah, to your point, Dylan, you know, Penn State, they have the weird pick six, and then Clifford with the 63-yard run. But besides that, Michigan seemed like they were dominating the pace of play, and they were playing the way they wanted to all day and they weren't letting Nick Singleton beat them when they put the game on Sean Clifford's hat, arm and Penn state can't win like that. And you know, that's probably why they're going to lose at least another two games this year, because I just can't trust Sean Clifford. Like how I can trust JJ McCarthy. If I need to get in a spot, if it's third and seven, I know JJ is going to make a play with his arm or his legs and Sean Clifford's not.
2: Exactly. And, and and the, they're going to have a tough test. I I know Minnesota's been struggling. We'll get in that game a little bit later, but I think they they could struggle with Minnesota, especially after watching Penn them. I'm sure PJ Fleck watched has watched that film about what they can do and the way Minnesota runs the ball is similar to how Michigan runs it. It is smash mouth. We're gonna hit you in the face and we'll see if see if Penn State can handle it, but. I got one game left of college football that we want to talk about because we, we just can't not talk about this game. Tennessee took down Alabama for the first time since 2006, 52-49, in what was an incredible game. Tennessee gets up. Alabama comes back, takes the lead. Tennessee takes the lead. Just back and forth. Just one of, by far the best game of the year so far. Without question. And Tennessee... Kicks a field goal to win it. And I thought it, I think, I think the Alabama guy got his hand on it. It looked like, because it was just a knuckler to get over. And that place was so loud that when they set off fireworks, nobody in the stadium could hear it. And then they hot boxed it too, because there were so many
0: cigars being lit up. That's, that's just incredible. And that, and that's why college sports is, in my eyes better almost more fun to watch than the professional game
2: yes okay grant you yeah, you, just... you got me going here so and and i i've been you we, if anybody who's listening to this podcast know that this is how we feel that we like the college game more than the pro game and we've also had a discussion of the worst type of people where it's the guy that's rude to the waiter the guy the well actually guy the guy that puts ketchup on steak. The the list goes on and on. And, and to add grape to this jelly. list, yeah, the guys who prefer grape jelly over strawberry jelly. Why does Ethan got to do that? Because <laughs> he's Ethan. Sorry, and we love him. <laughs> Always throwing f- people under the bus. And but to to add to these worst people because I had I had somebody that was texting me that was this way. About oh oh you're you're so dumb when you say college football is better than NFL. The product just sucks. It's so bad. And then they have the nerve to text me and tell me how great that game was and how awesome it was. And that guy is lucky that I was under, had, had a few drinks on Saturday to where the mind wasn't fully in a full state. And I, if I was, I would have went off on it like, oh, no, 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 no. You don't get to tell me how great this game is because you tell me how college football sucks. Oh, I hate college football. I don't know how you can watch it for eight hours on a Saturday because of games like that.
0: Games like that.
2: Because Alabama has had Tennessee, the SEC's number, for the past however long Nick Saban's been there. Like 16 years. Everybody puts everything into beating them, and when it finally happens – you get all the pageantry. You got Hendon Hooker hugging his mom, crying. Or last year when Alabama, Texas A&M beat Alabama. The kicker, the they show. Family. Yes. The pageantry, the passion that those fans have and the effort. and Because they're not playing for money or anything like that. They're playing for the love of the game and because they love the school and the tradition that the school they play for has. That's why college football is so much better. Because these NFL guys, I like the NFL too. But they're not – they're playing for a paycheck. Let's call a spade a spade. You don't get those crowds. You you just don't. And I don't want to sit here and listen to NFL's better than you, snob, try to tell me how great it was. Yeah, I know. I watch college football every Saturday. There's usually one similar to that that happens every well, and
0: week. Then, and then, Dylan, to add to your point how Tennessee had 16 years – of built-up aggression um, and just frustration coming out in this loss. The same could be said last year when Georgia beat Alabama in the title game. I saw a video, it was like a two, it was a three-minute video of clips of Georgia fans going through just the pain in the suffering and the losses they've had since Nick Saban's been the head coach at Alabama, the 2012 SEC title game getting embarrassed in 2015 in Athens when they are a top five team. The 2017 title game with Devontae Smith, the 2018 SEC championship game where they're up and they blow it and Kirby goes for the fake punt. The 2020 COVID year, they're up by two touchdowns in the second half. And then Henry Ruggs just goes off losing in the SEC title game last year. And then when Rango got that interception, and he gets into the end zone and you see that Alabama player destroy that Georgia player at the five yard line, but the Georgia player got up and he knew they were national champions. That's what makes this game so great. You have 10, 15, 20 years of just aggression and heartbreak that comes out in an instant and you don't know what it's going to do. Those Tennessee po- fans didn't think, Hey, you know what? Let's tear down two goalposts and throw them in the Tennessee river after this game. <laughs> That's just it just happened organically because this college game is so great. And it was, it, was so, it was so fun to see. And this is what college football needs. College football needs some new life, some new blood in there. And if we can get Tennessee into a playoff, if we could get like a TCU or something in there, that would be just wonderful to see. Because we can't keep having these same tunes over in the playoff over and over and over again. It was just it's like Aaron Rodgers said. How can you not be romantic about football in Saturday? How could you not be romantic about Knoxville, Tennessee, and Rocky Top?
2: It just means more. Mm-hmm. And you, we could go down a whole list of games of where, of where, where that that of what we just described. Well, that, that that that's a summer podcast we can do. Hell,
0: hell, Utah. This past Sunday and yeah. they're, they're playing for their two, two, two teammates who passed away last year. They come back and they go for two. Kyle Winningham believes in his teammates and his quarterback. And, and they get see. it. And they get the stop and Salt Lake City goes crazy. It's fantastic.
2: Exactly. It just means more. This Uncrustable is delicious.
0: Because it's strawberry, naturally.
2: I mean, you put, you could put pretty much anything in front of me, a good chance I'm going to eat it. <laughs> so, this is just great radio. You guys can hear me chewing. I'm sure it's going to sound great. I don't care. We can go to the we'll, – we'll move over to Sunday and make those snobs happy, I guess, talk some NFL football. And the Vikings, first game of the day of our teams in what was a – just a very weird, unusual game it just felt like. I think the Vikings had thir- – there was like – I think they said it was 15 drives in the game and 13 of them were three plays or less. They had 10 punts. Yeah. And it was just kind of what we talked about, that heat was going to play a factor. It was a 30-degree difference on from compared to the Dolphins' sideline – to the Vikings sideline.
0: So does that just have something to do with um, where the sun is? The, the sun is okay. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. In the shade mm-hmm. with Hard Rock and yeah. how they they designed it like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Gophers bend, or Gophers. Vikings bench was like one hundred and twenty degrees. Yeah. Yeah. The
2: Dolphins was what ninety degrees. Yeah, yeah like eighty five or something. Yeah. and the but in the way the kind of the theme for the year the Vikings has been it's been find a way. They found a Only way. Effective. Yep, they were able to. They were. They shut down the run, and they they made plays when they had to. Dalvin Cook had the clincher. It looked like he was back playing for Florida State, running against the Hurricanes or Michigan in the Orange Bowl in 2016. In, in, both in that same stadium. That yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, and they're they're five and one. They got a bye week. Next game, time they play, I'll be there. So, what, uh, Ethan, what, Ethan, when Grant, what were your guys' thoughts on the game? Well, you kind of mentioned it. It's just
1: they made plays when they needed to, and that's what really they've done all year. It's very opposite of last year, where when there seemed to be a play they needed to make to win the game, it, it never happened, or that, or the defense couldn't get a stop, or in this instance, like, the defense has got to stop almost every time they've needed one. I mean, yeah, that you can say they blew the big lead versus the bears, you know what it is, what it is. but they made the play when it mattered the most. And that's been the difference between last year and this year. I mean, they could easily probably be one and five right now, but you can be a Florio and call them a, it was like a puff cake or something like that at five and one, whatever the hell he used, but they're making the plays. I mean, who gives a shit how you win? You're winning the games right now. You have a two game lead in the division. The Packers, Honestly, it looks so lost right now. Like this division might be on ice by by Thanksgiving or before.
2: Well, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. We we were talking about this the the college Minnesota team, and it's it's gone a little bit pear shaped since then. So I'm just I'm just looking out yeah. for you, E. I'm not you know, worried. Right? We're, we just got to take it game, take it a
0: game at a time. Take it a game at a time. Yeah. But I, I'll say this, guys. I, the uh, the mental the mental toughness on this Vikings team is different than in years past, mm-hmm. yep. because you know, like we talked about last week, those last two games against the Lions and the Bears, the Vikings would find a way to lose. Well, you know, under the past regime, they would have found a way to lose this game on Sunday. You know, you give up over 400 yards, you're on the field for what was it? 36 minutes, the Dolphins, the Dolphins had the ball. You punt 10 times, you know, um, Skylar Thompson comes out. He starts the game. The Vikings, you know, can't get a gauge on him. I mean, Tyreek goes for 170. Jalen Waddle went for over hundred yards. Gesicki found the end zone, but, you know, Zadarius Smith, well, he had two sacks. Um, I'm drawing a blanket on the guy's name, but the second year player from Pitt, he had another two sacks you know jones. five seconds yep jones thank you um two interceptions you know as a team opportunistic where they needed to be and in a four-minute setting when you need dalvin in that running game to carry you dalvin has a jump cut and he breaks it and you get a two touchdown lead yeah it's yeah. just you know, like i said last week guys it, there's there's no style points in football as long as i score more point points than my opponent i'm happy mm-hmm. yeah 5-1
1: and one three turnovers ball. and you're turn the you going to win a lot of games. going
0: into a, going into a buy with a new regime. You got to think these starters didn't play in the preseason. So essentially these first three, four games were the preseason and you have two games out here right now. You know, g- good things could be coming this Vikings team's way if they just continue on this path. And like what we talked about all year, before the season we needed this pass rush we needed neil hunter we needed Zadarius smith well guess what they've delivered so far and there's another team in this this division uh to our east who's probably thinking you know what i wish we had Zedarius back on this bad back because you know he was he was the leader on that green bay team when he was rolling in 19 and 20 he he was cooking and he can lead a team and he's doing it so far you hope he stays healthy. You hope his Vikings team can, can go down the same path. But I like this mindset, and I like where this team is going because they're not folding when they would have before.
2: Ooh, and I think we just had a bad roughing the passer call here on this
0: Broncos-Chargers game. It's the NFL. Would we not have a bad roughing the passer call? Oh, he had the ball when they hit him. How do you call that rough the
2: passer? I get it's low, but what is he supposed to do? He's falling down and he's playing. What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to Actually, take is off do, and not hit him. Yeah. That's you're supposed right. to suck his
0: dick when you go down on him. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much at this rate. <laughs> God knows Sierra's not doing that. No. After she's given him two kids, that
2: doesn't happen anymore. She, well, she probably has to get her, get his. Get his number from her from his manager. Yeah, go through go
0: to the manager to get his
2: number. <laughs> God, God, I can't stand that guy. I I hate him so much. And we'll stay in the I guess we'll now that we're on the topic of AFC West teams, we'll move over to the other another AFC West team that played Sunday. And it not wasn't the Raiders because they weren't on a bye. But Chiefs, Bills played an incredible game. I hope we get one more of those this year. It was a rematch of the AFC divisional round. Bills came away this time and it was a back and forth affair and the Bills, their pass rush showed up. This is why you go and sign a guy like Von Miller because he went, he made plays, he was he was able, I think he got a sack he had a big tackle on a third down that if he doesn't tackle him. Mahomes runs for a first down. And the Chiefs just they struggled to run the ball. They they ended up settling for a couple of field goals. They had a good one at the end of the half right after the Bills took the lead, but it was it was an incredible game and it just kind of felt like whoever was going to have the ball last was going to win and that was that was the case when they hit Gabe Yeah, was it Gabe Davis? The touchdown no- the, or Dawson das- Knox, das- who thought he had a game winning touchdown against in the division in the playoffs last year, but the Bills, congratulations to them. They got the regular season Super Bowl championship. And now, Grant, are you uh how 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 are you feeling
0: after this game? What uh what what went wrong for your Chiefs? Um, so kind of remember how I talked about last week, how Trent McDuffie might come back because he was at practice. Well, Trent did not play your rookie first rounder from Washington and Rashad Benton. Uh, you you know, third year corner from Louisiana tech. Uh, no, from South Carolina, South Carolina. I want to say he also didn't play. So you're not making excuses, but when you're going up against a stout receiving core, like the Buffalo bills have with Gabriel Davis and Stephon Diggs and you're putting out there a fourth rounder from, um, I think, Fayetteville State, and then a seventh rounder, Jalen Watson, from Arkansas State, they're going to have some growing pains. And, you know, the Chiefs, they made that adjustment in the first half to bring a little more pressure to get to Josh Allen to get him off his spot. And it was working for a little bit, but then the Bills countered, and they said, all right, well, if you want to bring this pressure, we're going to go one-on-one, our vets on your rookies. And their vets just made a couple plays. So, you know, that's kind, of, that's kind of a bummer, but you know what? A good growing experience, you know, for this Chiefs team. And then also just, um, you know, a couple, you know, p- offensive penalties, you know, a couple holding calls, a pass interference call on Travis Kelsey. Juju had a nice, you know, first down reception that went for 20 yards, but then he got a call for an unsportsmanlike. So you're going to, you know, that that's a stalls a drive. And then what did also, he do again? He, 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 Caught the pass, went up to Bill's sideline, was tackled out of bounds. It looks like when he stood up, he had a little something to say to something someone on the Buffalo's That's bench. That's right.
2: That's what it was. Yep.
0: And then he almost kind of threw up like like the deuces, like a peace sign or something with his a hand gesture. So a combination of the hand gesture and what he said, um, Mr. Official did not like it and threw the fifteen yard and sportsman like penalty. With that, and then also – but, you know, you mentioned the Chiefs got that 60-yarder before half. They also missed a 51-yarder to start the second half. Yep. So, at the end of that game, it, it could have been 24-23 instead of 24-20. But, you know, you can't – you know, missed kicks happen. You know, it, it's part of the game. So, you know, for the Chiefs, the big thing is they just – they need this secondary to continue to try to grow and get better – you know, as the year goes on, because we knew that was going to be a weak part of his team this year because they rebuilt it. But then also, you know, having Willie Gay being out, so this was his fourth game being suspended. Uh, you know, he's he's the energy. He's the juice to this defense. And you look at these last two weeks, teams were able to run the ball a little more up the middle and feel confident because he wasn't playing. So I think having him back through um, the rest of the year, will, will be a benefit for this defense. And, you know, when you have spags coaching your defense is always going to start out a little slow and by middle of the end of October, November, that's when they kind of get rolling a little bit and they're feeling better. Um, so, you know, all in all, you know, it stinks that you lose, but Buffalo's got a hell of a team. Yeah. And then and back and forth. I mean, the game was tied up for the first quarter, the second quarter and the third quarter. And the Bills took the lead to win it with a minute four left on the clock.
2: Yeah, and they, and they had a chance to win. It was just they had a chance I, to win. I, it. And I don't even think it was a bad. I think it was just a bet. It wasn't a bad. Dis, I guess you could say it was a bad decision by Mahomes to throw that. But I think it was even a better better play by Poyer to come off that guy and then just well, jump was, in front it of was, it. It was, it was Johnson or John. I thought it was Poyer that got the interception. It,
0: it was it was number seven. Okay, yeah, you're yep, right. Yeah, yep. number seven Johnson. He just. He made a whale of a play. He was read, reading Patrick's eyes, and then also Milano was in his face. You know, Vaughn came off the edge made Patrick get off his spot, and then Milano was spying on him, and he came in, and he said, well, if Patrick's going to run, I'm going to take him out. Patrick had to drop the arm angle, didn't see Johnson, and Johnson made a hell of a play. Yeah. So, and to my point, you know, the Bills, they have those two linebackers in Edmonds and Matt Milano. Matt Milano, most underrated player in the NFL. He's fantastic. But if, you know, Willie Gay can come back healthy for the Chiefs, I'm not saying him Nick Bolton and him are going to be like that. But if you can get that second um, difference maker who can play with speed on your defense at the linebacker spot, that's only going to help. Um, and, you know, Gabe Davis did what he does best. He destroys the Chiefs. Uh, and um, it was just, you know, all in all, it was a good game. So you, you wish you could win, but you know what? The Bills won in the regular season last year, and the Chiefs took them in the playoffs. So, I mean, we'll see. But I remember in the middle of the second quarter, getting up to fill my water bottle up during this game, and I said, "Both of these teams will be twelve and five and thirteen and four at the end of the year, and more than likely one and two at the top of the AFC." And then also, um, this is two weeks in a row now for the Chiefs that Andrew Wiley has been an issue at right tackle. So that'll be something. That I think you need to watch going forward. If they try to get a new, a new new player in at right tackle, or if they maybe have someone over to protect him a little more to chip chip your edge rusher. But then also, one thing I would love to see is this: Clyde Edwards-Helaire to actually break a tackle. Oh no, not not even that. Um, to do what the Rams did last year, acquire a player in the middle of the season. Carolina fired Matt Rule. They lost on Sunday. They're probably going to have a whole organizational change. Give up a first-round pick in this upcoming draft. I know it's going to be in Kansas City, and the people love to have a first-round pick. But go out there, trade for Brian Burns, and get a veteran pass rusher. Because Buffalo got Vaughn to get after Patrick. Well, now I think the Chiefs, they need to add another piece in addition to Chris Jones. Frank Clark's having a good year. Uh, Carlos Dunlap. You need another person to get after the quarterback. So I'd love for them to trade a first round pick this year and maybe a two or a three to get Brian Burns because it's going to take a lot to beat this Buffalo team and they're a good team. And they're a good team and they're a fun team to watch.
2: Yeah, for sure. Two best teams in the AFC by far. Unfortunate, Chiefs got tripped up, but
0: like what Chris Jones did five... on that third down sack.
2: <laughs> you got it. That a boy, you're you're paying attention this. This episode, I'm look at you. So, (laughs) and they, and they, and they got a big one this, this upcoming weekend. And before we get to that talk, the Sunday night game, Cowboys, 17 Eagles, 26 Cowboys. It looked like a Mike McCarthy coach team come out sloppy boneheaded plays had a bad feeling about the game when at the end of the first quarter, it was zero, zero at that point. The clock's kind of running down. They could have taken – Eagles could have taken it to the quarter. They walk up. And everybody everybody, and their mom knows they're not going to be running a play. They're just going to try to go with a hard count, try to draw them offside. And what do you know? Dante Fowler jumps offside. And then, of course, Eagles score, go up 7-0, interception, 14. But to the Cowboys' defense credit, they bowed up. They – we're able to keep them in the game. Keep them. Oh, as my notes fall down. And keep the keep the defense was able to keep them in the game. They they were able to make it, make them settle for a couple of field goals. And the offense found a, some found a rhythm. They found some groove late late in the first half. They were able to get a field goal right before halftime. Go down, score, or get a stop then score. 2010, then make it 2017. And then the Eagles, which a good, which is a sign of a good team, is when they they they're kind of on their heels. They go and they go down and score, lead a great drive, make a 26-17. Cooper Rush throws his third interception of the game. After that, the Dallas was able to get a stop and then miss a field, a long field goal, which you can't blame it. It's a fifty-yard field goal. Those, those are going to happen at times, but I, I was I was okay with the way they played. I feel confident. I feel a lot better than most people would think because then you see their little fake tough guy head coach Nick Sirianni brag and how they barely beat a team with a backup quarterback who threw three interceptions and actually played like a backup quarterback. So I think when the Cowboys and Eagles play again, I like Dallas's chances. Sounds like Dak is going to be back against Detroit this week. But you you can't turn the ball over three times and expect to win, especially against a good team like Philly.
0: Oh, for sure. You know, like I said last week, um, for them to, they've been winning perfectly with Cooper Russian. They're running the ball well. They're playing good defense, but he's not giving possessions to the other team. Because as soon as you give the Eagles another possession they don't deserve in a short field like that, Jalen and this offense, they're going to take advantage of that. And, you know, they did early. And they almost – it was, you know, too much to overcome. But you almost thought there was a chance maybe when Lane Johnson went down that Micah Parsons or Dem- Demarcus Lawrence could make a play – maybe get a strip sack and then, you know, give Dallas a short field and they could maybe get a chunk play there, but you know, just, it wasn't, it wasn't enough, but still to be sitting four and two, you know, Dak is out, you go four and zero oh the first four games without him, and you're playing on awful lines, secondary, you know, coming up. So good things, you know, hopefully coming for Dallas when Dak comes back healthy and, you know, we'll see, see where the season goes. But again, there's no harm in being four and two, you know, after week six and playing on the road in Philadelphia.
2: Exactly. And and they actually ran the ball. I thought, well, I think you're seeing, you're seeing probably the best Zeke we've seen since probably 2018 year. And I mean, he looked good running the ball. Pollard looks explosive. They, they found a running game, but it was almost too little too late at that point where, if they would have been able to do that from the jump, who knows? It might be a different game, but they'll be fine. I got the Lions this week. We'll preview that in here in a little bit. We'll uh, we'll go over to do some MLB talk. Dodgers, like we said at the start of the show, dead. Got to feel – they've got to feel like they completely blew an opportunity. 111 wins, biggest run differential in the league – and just blew it. 3-1. Padres get to play the Phillies. That game's going to be on, well, by the time it's Thursday, well, the first two games will be over. And the Braves dead. The Phillies are fighting a stride. And as you guys can see, I'm wearing my Indians. Oh, Rick Vaughn.
0: I'm just
2: they are breaking,
0: yeah. breaking stuff left and right over here, kid. Oh,
2: no, not not breaking. This desk is solid as a rock. I built it with my own hands.
0: And... Are we sure it oh. can be solid if you built it? What's that? Are we sure it can be solid since you built it? Are we uh, sure?
2: Yeah. Grant, you forget. I own a house now, so I know all the handyman stuff. No, you when don't. I say I know all the <laughs> handyman stuff, I followed the, the directions. We're not of... talking about furniture. And I also, I blew out my sprinklers this weekend too. So homeowner stuff, you, you guys wouldn't understand.
0: Another weird flex, but go on. I mean, good for you. <laughs> you know, good, good, good for you, kid. Thank you. And
2: they, the Mariners, you could say, I guess they got two games in that stadium. Uh, eighteen yeah. innings, one run. Second, uh, second game of the postseason that went four, fourteen plus innings with only one run scored. And we've got well, the Indians are in a rain delay. Postpone. Indians. Oh, did they announce that it's postponed tomorrow? Postponed until to the- I think four oh seven
1: a.m. tomorrow. Yankee Stadium went three hours without a single update for the fans, and I told them to get their ass out.
0: That's you- ridiculous.
2: 4.07 4 p.m., you mean, right? Not yeah, 4.07 a.m. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, You said a.m., yeah. I was like, ooh. Sorry. Yeah, we're going late night. Late night, late morning, early morning, early whatever morning. you want to call it. Yeah. But early okay.
0: afternoon. Early morning, yeah. But this,
2: this is going five, like us both. I know Ethan and I, I, don't
0: remember, Grant, if you predicted that or not, but this game, this series want. is – I just I remember I picked the Yankees. I don't know if I put a limit on the series or not. Okay. Uh, but I said four, so that's close. Did I say four? Or you said four. I did. I said Indians okay. and four. Okay.
2: So, so that was uh we got which will anytime a winner go home at Yankee Stadium, that that should be enough to dry in. And I This, uh, I guess we could preview what we think is going to happen. Padres, Phillies. I like the Padres in this one. I think they just have, they're clicking, they're playing at at playing the best baseball they've played all year at the right time. They've got a good bullpen, good bats, and that's always a deadly combination in the postseason. It helps.
0: And I, I think on the other hand, I I'm going to continue to roll with the Phillies just because <clears throat> ever since, you know, Joe Girardi was fired in what May or June, they've just been on this mission and for them to kind of dominate the Braves the way they did. And with the way that the city of Philadelphia, they're feeling good. They're rolling. The Eagles are six and out there. I just, I just kind of think it's the Phillies time. You know, it's the first time they what, won a playoff series in 11 years or even hosted a playoff game. So I think, uh, I just think they kind of got this mojo mojo rolling here towards the end of the year.
2: Okay. Well, and this is going to be Bryce Harper's first time in an, uh, championship series, which is a crazy thing to think of as good of a player. Also he is, and also was Ethan's open. favorite
1: player. I hate that guy. Uh, <laughs> But uh, you have to think this uh, postponement sure helps uh, India, the, Indi- yeah, the Indians. We're gonna call them Indians because um, Beamer's probably gonna throw now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. But he has to. Yeah. So I don't know who the Yankees are throwing. I have no idea who they were scheduled to. I thought I saw Garrett Cole said he was gonna. He could have pitched tonight, but dude, you'd be fucking yourself. There's no way. Like, you just threw 110 pitches last night. You threw
0: right? 110 pitches yesterday. Uh, yeah, what does he think he's, um, Madison Bumgarner or something out of, coming out of nowhere?
1: I don't know. i feel uh, Mr. Morris threw like fucking twelve innings in the for the World Series or in the ten uh, Yeah,
0: ten. Yeah, 10 yeah.
2: Which, what in some happier times, that things that happened on this date was the the Twins game one of the 1987 World Series was today. Oh no, kidding. Yeah. Very fun. Yep. They were showing the. Uh, I was seeing that on on the old Twitter machine, which was cool. Wish I would have been alive to see that. Those that would have been fun. My dad very much enjoyed them. Yeah. Yep. And people bag on the Metrodome, but place whale. That, that was the. I have. I have. I have nothing but good memories in that place. I love the sound of it just smacking the bag. Just a thud. Yep. Thunk. And just how loud <laughs> it got. Just how loud yes. that place yeah. got when it was... It was awesome. I think the loudest I heard it when I was there was when the in 2013 when the Vikings played the Packers on Sunday night and Cordero had the house call to start the game. It was yeah. Seven, yeah. Then they
1: got absolutely
0: shit-stopped.
2: Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Only positive thing out of that game.
0: But hey, the game started with an absolute banger. It yeah. did.
2: It was fun. I had some drunk lady behind me as we're all jumping up and down she's just hammering my shoulders with excitement <laughs> i'm just like we're all going crazy and all of a sudden whack whack whack, <laughs> nice. and i
1: turn around and i start giving her
0: five two <laughs> i love it but, crazy you know. things crazy, crazy things sporting events will let you will 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 do for you you know, normally someone's wailing on your shoulders, you're gonna turn around and give them a piece of your mind or try to beat the hell out of them. But nope, not a sporting event. We're go, we're cheering for the same team. Let's go, lady. Give me some, give me, give me a high five, exactly. But back to, back
2: to baseball, I, I think, I think the Astros, I think whoever who it doesn't matter, the Astros, I think are gonna roll who either Indians, Guardians, Yankees. Doesn't matter who. I think that. They're just too hot. They're going to throw Verlander. He's going to be well-rested. And you know he's going to be ready after a poor,
0: poor, game, poor one. game one
2: showing in the ALDS. Yep. I, and I just think the Astros just have too many weapons. They're bullpen saw They're just the most they're probably between them. I think this is setting up for a Padres-Astros series. I think these are the two most complete teams left. And that I'm guessing what Astros is gonna start probably on Wednesday.
0: No. I'd say Thursday, tomorrow. It'd be well Tuesday. Well they weren't planning five. on it. I bet they, they have to move it to Thursday. You can't have these guys plan you you have to give them one travel day. That just wouldn't be fair.
1: Yeah. Cause uh, what
0: you do is you gotta yeah, because they're going from New York to Houston. Whether it's you know Cleveland or New York, you got to give them one travel day. So I would. Yeah, just, you have to. There's
1: would, no way they keep it Wednesday. No, I. There's I definitely no,
0: scheduled. And if they do, that's ridiculous. So I bet you they move it to to Thursday. And what they do is they have you know game one tomorrow on Tuesday night, and then so they don't get up too 0 they should move the other game to probably would they move it to Thursday too, or they just um, say, and have as them, of, you know, as
2: of right now that game one is slated for Wednesday. The five thirty-seven yeah, on I mean, TBS. Give it some
0: time. They'll they'll change it tomorrow. They should. That's, so? the, that's the right thing to do. Yeah, I don't know 100%. if they've done. I don't know if they've done.
2: They, they, but baseball's a sport where they they don't seem to do that, though. Uh, I'm they, I don't, not, dis, I don't I'm not disagreeing with you that they home, should man. be, but I think with the TV contracts, things like that, I think that's unless it's weather related, I think it's really tough to change. So, and I don't think so. I mean, there's no other
1: sports on TBS. Let's be real. That's yeah. What, what else is on background. TBS or even like
0: FS? If on ESPN or Fox or something, I get it. But if it's on TBS, I
1: like, ain't
0: no one going to give a rat's ass. Yeah. Well, I, even, even if it is on Fox or ESPN, what else is on in the middle of the week on them? I mean, yeah. the, you know, the, the NBA is back. The all so it's like, do the right thing, give these guys a travel day. <laughs> Unless it's the Yankees, because Yankees. Well, stop. yeah. If the Yankees win, then who cares? To hell with them. I mean, I, I say we we make them get on the plane and they play at nine thirty on uh, on Wednesday morning.
1: Yeah. Facts. Yep.
0: You know, just just start the execution of the New York Yankees right away.
1: Yep.
2: And if according, then you give them a week off. According to ABC13.com, I think that's the local Houston station which was just updated an hour ago it says that no matter who wins monday night game will be wednesday and game two is set for thursday both will be at
0: minna Maid park first pitch 637 so but again that but that was before this game was canceled or postponed to tuesday
2: yeah eh, but yeah i don't know we'll see i don't i i i i would be shocked if uh, if they were if they move it back, I just I just would because they're just if history repeats itself, I they there's they usually even if it's a day off or a delay, unless there's a delay tomorrow, then they obviously have to. But just going off that, I just don't think they would. I don't I don't see them moving it.
0: Well, we'll have to wait and see.
2: So, yeah, and uh, we'll go. Go back to football. College football week eight is up, and I don't know if either of you guys want to talk about your teams' uh, teams' games this week. Iowa, Iowa, for the first time in a long time, are four touchdown underdogs going into the horseshoe and the big noon kickoff game of the week. Grant,
0: how excited are you for this one? Awful, not excited at all. This is okay. Gonna be let,
2: let, let's let's have a little fun with this one. Do you what lose is there by fun about? You? What, what well, we, well, it'll be fun for Ethan and I. Ethan, Ethan I believes in his team, and he's a Gopher fan. Look, Ethan, show him what you're wearing right now. Fake. I'm not feeling good right now, in it. no, I don't think so. Well, you, you, you clearly changed. better than Grant. You've got an Iowa shirt on, so.
0: Well, yeah, he also graduated from there, and it's a comfy shirt. It's I'm more so just
1: giving my support now, just because God knows what's going to happen on that field. It's going to be basically like first degree assault.
0: So. Ser- seriously dude what on god's green earth would give me any goddamn hope for them going into saturday cj
1: stroud nj or uh smithing Jigba and henderson allgate like decapitated in a car crash or something That's really so one the they, could give so them they
0: still have that um they still have marvin harrison jr and the the ekba i i can't pronounce his name they still have those two guys playing wide receivers yeah, yeah. i still i still have no hope this isn't this isn't Star Wars a new hope. There is no hope. The, yeah, Iowa is Alderaan and we're about to be blown up into smithereens. <laughs> 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 okay.
2: Well, Ethan, what would be let's say if Iowa wins, what does Grant have to do on the podcast if Iowa pulls this off? Um he has to sing wrecking ball.
1: Uh, without a shirt on and as boxers outside on a swing.
0: Oh my god, that's awful. Yes. At a park. Yes. No, I'm not getting arrested and f- being a sexual predator because I will win. I'm just okay, I'm at not the doing school it.
1: Had two in six, well, six
2: okay, okay. Well y- how about how about just shirtless? on a swing, you have to sing wrecking ball. If Iowa wins, I, I think this is a fair bet. I think this is a fair bet. Okay. And if they, if they win,
0: I, I, I can do that.
2: Okay. All right. It's settled.
0: All right. All right. I, I can do that. I can do that.
2: Do you want to do, do, do anything for a, a little bit of a more lenient bet? If for, do you, do you think Iowa's going to cover is my first question. No. No. Okay. What would be a more lenient bet for if for Iowa to
0: cover that you would that you would do? So like if if you're saying if they do cover or yes. if they don't cover?
2: If they if if they do cover, how about you have you have to do the blazing challenge at beat ups? Actually, no, no, that, that, that that's a little too much.
0: Let's see here. I I can't think of anything right now off the top of my head like that because I I just I just don't I just don't have it there. You have to sing. You have to
2: sing the Wisconsin fight song. How about I'm that?
0: not I'm not singing. No, the if Nebraska. Oh
2: you know, yeah, yeah. You have to sing the Nebraska fight song if Iowa covers. I'm and not, dress I'm not. up like Scott Frost, and you can't wear a hoodie.
0: I'm not. I'm not. Do, I'm not doing that. Oh man, come on! I'm not doing
2: Let's that. See what else could we do? Huh? You have to shave your beard. No, that's too much. Too, much, too nah, much. I'm not shaving the beard. No. Yeah, that's a little bit too much.
1: You have to do something with Raleigh. <laughs> no, 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 we're not
2: going to do that.
1: She is a dirty girl. Something
2: Well, and, and also Ethan, let, let's not act like he already doesn't do stuff with Raleigh. I so, know, I know. <laughs> what do you think you heard her bark
1: at the beginning of the podcast for? They weren't Yeah.
0: Woof 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 baby. What? <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: but no, okay. And, okay, and Grant, So what let, let what does Iowa have to do to give themselves a realistic shot? In this game, to make it into the make it a four quarter game, what 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 is something that Iowa has to do, and something they can do that would give them a shot to be in the game?
0: They need to. Ha- I think they need to force three turnovers, and they need to score on one, if not two of them, like that Rutgers game. Okay. And like what I said when they played Michigan, and like what Urban Meyer said, they don't need there you're not going to be able to score in every drive but you need to at least get two one uh, at least two first downs every drive and and make tory taylor a weapon so then he can make ohio state go the long way make make ohio state go 80 to 90 yards on a touchdown drive and cool. and, and again do like what the, like when michigan scored 12 to 15 play drives Make them convert on third and fours all the time. Don't give up the chunk plays that Ohio State's getting this year on people. You can't – if soon as you let them get seven, 12, and nine play – nine-yard plays three in a row, then you're in trouble because they're going to score fast. So you need to force probably three turnovers, score in one, if not two of them, your offense has to at least get some first downs, um, and then also I think they need to come out and they need to they need to they need to go deep right away. They need to try to create big plays, even if you can't get it. And Petrus underthrows them or overthrows them. Try to get an Ohio State to put defender out of place and get a 15-yard penalty to extend your drive. I, found you- one.
1: I thought of something you can do. What's that? You have to fly a North Dakota flag outside your house for a week if they cover.
0: I'm not doing that because I'm not embarrassing everybody else who lives in this house.
2: <laughs> okay, well, we, I, think, I think Nebraska
0: we have a, a pumpkin and light
1: it on the front porch. Come not, on, not, be festive, you son of a bitch.
0: Not much, not, not much of a pumpkin guy. I'm more of a festivist kind of guy. Um, I, the I, of that? I know. I'm airing out my yearly grievances. Um, and I will be doing that on december twenty third.
2: Okay, well, I, I think we have a good enough bet that if Iowa wins, this it, this is it's gonna be some some made for TV stuff. and we'll 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 share the video because if the internet didn't see it, it didn't happen. So but that is correct. so yep. we'll go go a little bit farther east. Minnesota plays Penn State in the Penn State's annual whiteout game. Penn State's a four and a half point favorite. Ethan, I know Minnesota hasn't been playing great as of late. What? Uh, how? How do you feel going into this game? What? Uh, what are you um, looking for for Minnesota to I have a shot in this Vegas game?
1: Vegas has a lot more confidence in the Gophers than I do at this point. Um, four and a half seems very generous, especially for the whiteout, and which are, is,
0: is Tanner Morgan playing, or was he in the hospital? I don't know. Like- I have no idea.
1: He flew back with the team. I guess he's doing better, but whether he plays or not, Minnesota's always kind of been very uh, much on the lenient side when it comes to injuries in terms of playing them. So, I mean, heck, even look at Mo Ibrahim. Um, Didn't play versus Purdue. Probably could have played. But um, if they can get the run game going, and then even honestly just throwing for 150 yards, keeping the defense honest, like they're going to have a shot. I'm not going to act like Penn State's offense is like some giant – Juggernaut. I think Illinois is probably better than their offense after watching them. Like, um, but they just, they just kind of get back to how they were playing the first four games. I mean, I don't know what, what happened where the receivers forgot they have to run routes and they have to catch the ball. Like something must've happened. I, I don't know, but they seem like they don't even know what's happening right now. But uh, even if the receivers have somewhat of a pulse, I feel like you can at least get a hundred some 150 yards on on Penn state.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it and it. Well, maybe uh, hopefully Minnesota can kind of feed off that whiteout energy, use use Penn State's energy as their energy, embrace it, embrace that this is the one game Penn State looks forward to every year, and yep. go in with an opportunity to ruin it,
1: and just go on go in with the mentality that Clifford
2: came into TCF Bank in twenty
1: nineteen that they're here for them. And both. That was wrong. They were there for the Gophers, but this time they're actually going to be at Penn State for the Gophers again. So maybe, maybe there's a shot.
2: Exactly. So let's see. Let's hope Minnesota can row the boat and go back to the NFL before we wrap the show up here. The Vikings are off. They're on a bye week. So hopefully a get right week for them. Get healthy before I show up and just, just, Something to throw out there: The Vikings are undefeated when I am in attendance at U.S. Bank Stadium. And
0: Cowboys. should not be said for me.
2: Yeah. And the uh, the uh, the Cowboys play the Lions at the uh, eleven o'clock on CBS. They're seven point favorites. It sounds like Dak is going to be back. We're recording this Monday, so not there hasn't been a whole lot said. It's usually a day off, all that jazz. Uh, this is going to be a good test for the defense. Lions come in scoring the most points in the NFL, or did. They were, they were off this week. So they've had two weeks to prepare. Cowboys, hopefully they can't, they don't let one bad game become two bad games. And I think the key is if Dak plays, keep the offense simple. Short throws, you don't need him throwing deep. Five, ten yards, let your skill guys out on the edge. Go make plays, make a couple of guys miss because they're going to the, – that Lions' defense is terrible. It's, it's not good. Not a, it's not good. And they should be able to move the ball. I expect Zeke and Tony to Tony Pollard to have big games. And Dak just, just needs to take what they give him and just get back into the flow of things. That's the biggest thing at this point. Well, and then sure. also,
0: also, I think this will be the best test um, for – this Dallas defensive line going up against a good Detroit offensive line that's kept Jared Goff pretty much upright all year. And which is why he's having, he's having a pretty darn good year and it's almost like a small resurgence. So we'll see, we'll see what this, what this pass rush can do. Cause you know, against the Eagles on Sunday, they weren't able to get things going until Lane Johnson went out. So again, that's, that's what I'll be looking for the most. When you kind of look at the stat line to see, how much pressure, you know, Micah had, Marks Lawrence, Fowler, because if they can get back to what they were doing, you know, Dallas, they have they have a great shot at winning this game, and if they can't, and it becomes a shootout, oh, who knows what'll happen, you know, a- after that. But then, if and if you get in Jared's face because he's not that mobile, he he's gonna throw it to your defense once, if not twice a game. That's just yep. it's just what it's what he does, and yeah, then also. I- it's a great game for Dak to come back playing against this awful defense and that secondary in Detroit, he should feel comfortable. Really the lions have only had one pass rush and one half this year. It was an Aiden had three sacks against the commanders, but besides that, um, they haven't touched the opposing team's quarterback. So talk about a good week for Dak to come back. She shouldn't have to worry about too many guys in his face and hitting that hand on a helmet or another hand and re-injuring that, that thumb.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it, it, I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a high-scoring affair, and hopefully the right team comes out on top because they sound, it doesn't seem like this is a two-horse race in the division with the Giants 5-1 and one right now. How, I'm not sure, but they're 5-1. and one. They're, 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 they're a team that they aren't beating themselves, and it's been a Brian Dable is probably the coach of the year at this point.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't know yeah. if there's much arguing about that.
2: No, and Saquon's yeah. comeback player of the year. Darius
1: Slay's defensive player of the year at this point.
0: Darius Slay, oh, is yeah, the, him. I'd say him, him or Micah. Yep. And we'll go over to Grant's team.
2: Chiefs Niners 225 game on Fox. That's a rematch of Super Bowl 55. 54 sounds, or 54. It sounds like it. There is a possibility of uh, Joey or Nick Bosa and. Trent Williams is going to be back this week. So something the Chiefs have to prepare for. We'll see. I think if that is the case, we'll see if the Chiefs have improved off the offensive line. And hopefully we get about as good of a game as the 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl was.
0: Well, yeah, and, you know, to your point, if Nick Bosa comes back, that that's a big lift for the 49ers because just like in that Super Bowl, When Nick Bosa was rushing, he took the two of the weakest offensive linemen and he was playing right end, rushing Eric Fisher all night. And he was using that bull rush to get in Patrick's face the whole night. And who knows? If the Niners win that game, Nick Bosa may have been Super Bowl MVP. And he he was using that pass rush, the bull rush, excuse me, a lot in that game. And the Chiefs right tackle, Andrew Riley, what does he struggle with? He struggles with the bull rush and the inside move. So if Nick's over there, he's going to be licking his chops, um, you know, all day to try to, try to get after Patrick. And another thing is how do the you know, with Willie Gay coming back, how do the chiefs handle all the pre-snap motion, motion and the Niners running game? Because the chiefs have struggled this year against number one receivers, Mike Williams, Mike Evans, Devonta Adams, and Stefan Diggs have all gone off, you know, Debo, he's not the route runner or the receiver those guys are, but you know, he's a problem with his yak, and Brandon Ayuk had two touchdowns on Sunday, but those guys aren't what these other number ones are. So it'll be interesting to see how the Chiefs secondary tries to do that and try to stop them, but it's all going to come down to stopping the San Francisco running game and not letting their play action um, get cooking, because once that gets going, then – the Chiefs could be in a world of hurt because then you have one of the most creative play designers in Kyle Shanahan calling plays. And he's he knows what you're going to run. He knows how to defend that and beat it. So it'll be a good test for this defense going into the bye week after this game.
2: Yeah, and I think the uh, the Niners were looking a little bit ahead of this game where they kind of – it was their second game out on the East Coast that they actually – I think they actually stayed out, out there after playing the – the Panthers last week and then playing the Falcons this week. Sounds like they stayed out East and it kind of showed that they were a little bit, uh, a little bit sluggish, a little bit off. A little lethargic. Yeah. Lethargic and Falcons were able to come away with a two touchdown victory. And I, I I think another key to is, is the, the pass rush for the chiefs Dunlop, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, they got to find ways to get to Garoppolo. And similar what what Dallas has to do with Goff is just get guys coming in his face all day and finding him – make him – bait him into a bad throw because Jimmy G will give you a bad throw. He's, do, he's good for at least one a game.
0: And because also, again, they're not the most mobile quarterbacks. Like the Chiefs had some good pressure on Josh Allen throughout that game on Sunday. It's just, you know, he's an athlete. And he's able to make plays out of the pocket. Uh, Jimmy G, he's not that he's a little more stationary. Same, you know, same with Jared Goff. So you got you gotta keep him in that well and you gotta make him feel uncomfortable. And then, you know, he's gonna throw it high and he's gonna, you know, a pass is gonna be tipped, and then that's when your defense has to capitalize on that.
2: Yeah. And it I hope it I hope it's a I hope it's a battle and I believe this is a preview of what Grand had as a as a Super Bowl prediction. Am I – if my memory uh, no. serves me
0: right there. You no? you, got, you got the Niners right, if you okay. remember.
2: Oh, that's right,
0: Bills. You had the Bills. Roll, rolling with the Bills okay. this year. I really really like that team, and I think I like the, how the Chiefs have progressed. You know, they're getting Sky more involved a little bit more on Sunday. Eventually, Patrick is going to hit McColl on a couple of these deep shots that they would hit, get to Tyreek. Tyreek in the years past in this young secondary I think the Chiefs are going to be good but if if I'm sticking to my preseason guns I think they're maybe a year away from getting back there and uh, I had Bill's Niners so we'll see
2: that's right I guess that's a good way to end our and in the end our football's part of the show and we'll kick her over to Grant because
0: you have curveball of the week I sure do I sure do boys so um now the seasons are changing um you know leaves have changed colors here they're falling on the ground you have your
2: pumpkin spice latte every day
0: i believe it or not i do not have my pumpkin spice latte i do not enjoy coffee i'm not a hot bean water consumer i know that upsets you but i i am not that is not who i am but again you know the leaves are changing they're falling the weather's getting cool outside and I always like to say around these fall winter months, when you're at home cooking, you're making comfort meals. You know, you're putting a chuck roast in in the crock pot, you're making a pan of chili, a chicken pot pie. So I'm just curious, guys, what is your go-to comfort food meal when it gets cold outside and you want to have a nice nice meal in the winter slash fall months? Because you know the grills put away, the smokers put away. What's your what's your comfort Go-to comfort food meal at home.
2: I think it's chili for me. I think it has to be. Just (laughs) that. And then uh, you you make baked potato with it. You put some chili over the baked potato with cheese, sour cream. Incredible. (laughs) But then you get that you make make that chili. You you also get you also get leftovers for the next four days. True.
0: That is correct so you're looking these at- are good you know dylan i was gonna ask you are you in your chili are you a heavy beans kind of guy or do you lay off the beans and you're more you know more ground beef and onions and and peppers and, and such like that
2: oh you have you have to have beans. it's not chili if there's no beans in i, I guess i meant it's- to say a lot of beans or a little little less on the beans because i know some
0: people go heavy on the beans and some people go light
2: i mean when i make chili i just buy a thing of beans and i dump it in so so i guess it's a medi-
1: medi- mediocre medium
0: normal I normal I- level I- beans I know, I know some people they'll put like four or five cans of beans in oh geez yeah
2: okay yeah. well i've i've also had chili where they've you put pork and in beans instead of like the usual kidney beans interesting yeah hmm. It it was okay but, yeah, chill. You can't go wrong with chili. Get cheese, sour cream, hot sauce. I, I like throwing peppers in it as well. Peppers and corn. That always adds a nice touch to it. And then you got meals for the next five days. I I am a big fan of soup season in general. Soup season's good. You get and my, uh, my mom makes my mom and grandma make some extra. Phenomenal nephila soup and vegetable soup. So I also have those. That those are also an honorable mention for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Me and Hannah just made
2: some uh, chicken wild rice soup the other weekend, and it
0: slapped. So I, I love rice. chicken. I love chicken wild rice soup, man. That's so that good. It is
1: so, so good. It's weird. I'm just gonna say stuffing. I don't know. I just I
0: love eating stuffing, and in, and in the, in the, when it's cold.
1: Like There's just so
0: like Ethan's just walking around on December 12th, and he's like. Hmm, I think a stovetop. I'm going to go home and, and have this. And there's mul- been
1: multiple times through college, my dinner was just
0: stuffing. Like literally, you dead dad ass. You just bought a box of stuffing. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like it.
0: Stuffing, stuffing is
2: stuffing is a phenomenal food. It it is, hands it's down, pretty,
0: it's one of my favorite of,
2: parts of Thanksgiving.
0: I was going to say it's kind of unfortunate that people only. Assume it goes with Thanksgiving meals, it's but done. it would be it would be so good year round to have that. Yes. Oh, I it love is. when
2: my mom will, my mom will text me, "Hey, we're having we're having t- turkey. You should come over so you get turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, stuffing, sweet potatoes, <laughs> rolls. It, it it's all bad. And 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 then the best part is the day after meal."
0: Because you with, have so with, much. with the bread
2: and the gravy, the stuffing, the potatoes, you all put it on one big, and you have to get white bread. It's the one time I actually eat white bread is with, with is my post Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, whatever we have Turkey meal is. So is, you're for making some reason it's the white bread, white bread goes better with, it. I don't know why it's
0: you're making. I, I don't question it. I just eat making, it. You're making the Ross Geller Turkey sandwich. The day, yes. the, day, the day after. <laughs> exactly.
2: D- Dylan, legitimate question. Do you make cinnamon rolls with your chili? Uh, my mom always would. God, my mom so always would. We would always get them
0: at school, too. Yep. Back in the day. Because yeah, awesome. everyone, I think, would assume is cornbread is the majority, right, with, with your chili. Down south, in the Midwest, there was always cinnamon rolls. All right, well I guess I was just growing up a little different because well, I guess my folks never had had cornbread, but okay. I, I have heard that too. You can't you can't go wrong with either.
2: No. No, I, I had cornbread yesterday. I was out of honey, which was a little bit sad, but put some butter on it, it was just as good. You made it work. Exactly. Improvise, improvising folks. Yep. Yep. So I know we've
0: talked now. Grant, what is what is your go-to? Mm-hmm. So I just really kind of found this go-to last year, but um, I'm a, I'm a big meatloaf guy. Okay. Yep.
2: I can get down yeah. with it. Wait, yeah.
0: whoa, 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 whoa,
2: timeout. Did you just say you to meatloaf? I never liked meatloaf. My, my dad
0: always liked to make it. I'm like, this is awful, dad. No kidding. I, I, yeah. well, what the heck? That's just, that's kind of upsetting um, to hear you. I'm not going to lie. Yeah.
1: Does, do you- if I said tater
0: tot hot dish, does that make it up for you? Well,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, I, I, the hot dish I, is awesome. I actually had that for lunch today. I can what smash you
0: know? that. Hot dish.
2: That's another good one. Yeah, we're yeah, just listing them off. We're, 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 we're making meals. We're making a, a menu for people for dinner when they listen
0: to this. But yeah, I again yeah. kind of back to me and I don't make my meatloaf at home. I actually I get paid to do it when I make it at work. But what makes it so good is is I take I. Uh, I take our trim. So it's, it's a combination of, I got some chuck rolls in there, some boneless strips, some, some ribeyes, maybe a little prime top sirloin. And I just, you know, I mix it all together and I make one big batch and I got about 14 pans for, for everyone to pick up, but it's so good because it's, it's fatty. It's got that flavor, the marbling in there with, with that seasoning, you go home, you throw it in the oven, um, you smash it all together. It's got that good flavor on the seasoning I just, I can't get enough of it. And it's cold outside. It warms the house up. It's in the oven. Everything smells good. It's just, you know, like that, that comfort food that I just, I'm a big fan of and I enjoy it. And sometimes, you know what, I'm not gonna lie. There's nothing better than getting done with a good workout and coming home and having a huge meatloaf for dinner. Do you yell, Hey ma, the meatloaf.
2: Hey ma, where's the meatloaf
0: at? (laughs) Do you yell that before
2: or when you get home?
0: You know, I don't yell it out loud, but I will say it in my head all the time. And when okay. if I'm eating meatloaf, I'm just like, hmm, some damn good meatloaf. Ma, where'd you get this recipe at? Where's this meatloaf at? It's goddamn good. Uh, yes. But so I, I, there I you should, go. But yeah, I know a big, big meatloaf kind of guy.
2: All right. Well, there you go. We got, thank you guys for listening. We got you guys a menu for the rest of the week. So check us out, all our social medias. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We're on YouTube. We'll be posting the shorter, shorter segments of the show. So go follow us there. Hit that subscribe, ding. Make sure you get that notification so when it's posted, you know. And we will talk to you next week.